Back again, back again. This is you get podcast episode one twelve. One twelve. What's what? Give me a one twelve song. One one two. Peaches and cream. Them guys. I know who you're talking about, <laughs> but I'm not really. I don't really know the songs in that. It's quite right, bad. Cool. Right, cool. Remains of songs. Okay, Rizzy. I know you're R and B guy. Not really, you know. Don't mind the waist to R and B. Not really. <laughs> But this is episode oh, one. Waste. I can wine waste, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is episode one twelve. Uh you're here with O'Melly and Rizzy present here. Um and yeah, uh so we're here for another week. It's been an insane week. We're gonna jump right into it. Uh so obviously I was wrong. I was wrong about the Teflon Don. I told Ed a couple episodes back, I was like, ah, no one's going to get rid of Boris and you know, he's only gonna leave if he wants to leave. And then when he survives a no confidence vote, I kind of felt I told you so. That was uh, two weeks ago, right? Yeah, that was two weeks ago. So just to kind of rehash, uh, the Conservative Party, um, the government, had a vote of no confidence, basically saying, that, oh, we have no confidence in this guy, that he can't do the job. But he survived, I think, 60-40 split. He survived it, right? Two weeks later, fast forward, he has a bunch of resignations. People are saying, like, I'm resigning, I'm resigning. Um, and yeah, now Boris has basically said, I'm going to resign, uh... But I'm probably I'm still gonna be prime minister until you guys find a leader. So we'll see where that goes. But I just wanted to get your thoughts through. What did you think initially when you just heard him that Boris is done out here? Uh, I saw it coming. Okay. Yeah, I saw it coming. I feel like I don't know. I don't know how I know this, but I just knew that Boris didn't have a lot of support, like real support. He was around people that would basically throw him under the bus because mm. game he's of not Thrones performing. Style. Yeah. So yeah. you know his last days were coming. You know what it was? I think... I feel like I knew that over a year ago. You know what? For me, I thought he was the kind of like the bully in the playground in the sense of everybody knows he's horrible or not good at his job, but mm. no one's going to... basically never going to go against him. But basically what's come out is they had someone that was just basically sexually assaulting people amongst them. And Boris knew that and he still gave this guy a promotion, basically a job. Mm. Um, and now they're like, oh, obviously, I think more's going to come out. But then that's when all the MPs and everyone else just started resigning um, because they were like... Um, Must be bad, boy. Essentially, yeah. No one wants to go... Like, basically, rats escaping the sinking ship, if you will. Now, my whole thing was... So it wasn't Rwanda. It wasn't uh, the NHS crumbling. It wasn't all the bullshit we've gone through the last three, four years. It wasn't him instigating Brexit. It was this that you're like, oh, you know what? The British people deserve better. And that's where I was just like, I can't trust these people. I never, I couldn't trust them to begin with. What, because of the allegation? The fact that they were like, oh, this is the camel that short, uh, broke the short. This is the, tr- this is the time they chose to say, nah, we, I can't work for this guy. After everything, Windrush, remember Windrush was brazy. They was like, they were killing people, getting people sent home without no passport, anything. People that have been here for 20, 30 years. So my whole thing was just, I, I felt more, no- I wasn't even happy that Boris resigned. I saw people celebrating. I wasn't even happy. I was disgusted. Just like just the whole behavior of the whole party taking a moral high ground really sick, but yeah, what was your view? I don't know. Do you know what it is? It's like I feel like they're a, ref- they're a reflection of the people of Britain. You think, nah, and the reason why I say nah, that is because way. these are the people who were voted in, and even in even in parliament, mm-hmm. you know, they voted for Boris to stay mm-hmm. as PM, yeah. so that's what the people want, right? There was a point where people said, you know, um, we want the Conservative Party to, mm. to lead. Yeah. And this is the result. So <laughs> it's a reflection of what the masses want, no? Okay, that's what a democracy means. Yeah. So if this is if this is the current government that we've got and they behave this way, mm. this is what you voted for. This is what you wanted. See, I didn't vote for that. I know, but we're the minority, right? Yeah, true. It's true. The majority By of definition, people in the def- voted yeah. for these people. Yeah. So if this is the result, yes, he hasn't performed well as a PM, mm. but it's just like, boy, this is what y'all wanted. This is your king, right? <laughs> this is your king. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um. What do you think? What do you think on what what, what I just said? Like, no, because that's what a democracy is, and everyone can say that. Oh, votes are rigged, or you know what happened, like. Disinformation and people don't people are not voting in their in, people are voting against their best interest. That's always going to happen in a democracy. But I guess you're right. You know you can't argue the results. Um, you know there was an election. What 2019? 
So what's changed in two weeks? This was my thing. But the, the thing that's changed in two weeks is that the press have now got a story of, oh, someone Boris promoted has been basically been outed as like a pervert sexual assault and then it came out that oh Boris knew about all the allegations and that's what's come out in the last two weeks I think the MPs are like oh fuck I don't want it I don't want it I, I can't be seen next to this guy he's done that basically I think it was about to spark a Me Too movement inside parliament and if you were seen to like stay as an MP beside Boris it's like oh yeah you co-sign it if it was that bad would he still be prime minister right now because he never done it though it's someone that he promoted. And what he did initially was lie. He said, oh, I didn't know about any of these allegations. Then it comes out, oh, Boris was fully aware about the allegations and he still promoted this guy. So that's yeah. that's I mean, basically what happened. You know, we've seen all the proof that he's a liar. You know, if people are happy and comfortable with him being uh, the PM of the country, being a liar, then... But this is this is, this is is my thing. But again, like you said, we're the minority in, in every sense of the word. Yeah. Like, ide- morality, racially, you know, ideology... You're, like we're the minority and we're from London so we're not going to have a view that the rest of the country has but mm. my thing was just yeah it was just, it was kind of just disgust but moving on from that because I feel like that Boris thing's been done to death everywhere else my thing was basically what what do you think about all the MPs coming out now saying you know I'm putting my name in for Prime Minister um, I, don't I find it funny it's like a rat race we're, I'm not surprised about Sunak I feel like I saw that one coming. Yeah, well. yeah, of course. Yeah. I, 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 I've been telling you that he's being groomed. Yeah, yeah. We've been saying that. I've been saying he's being groomed. Yeah. And then it came out that he registered his um website, vote for Rishi or Time for Rishi in November, right? Last December. Year. Last year. November last year. I pre- I predicted a couple months back that he's gonna be the next Prime Minister. Mm. I think that's gonna happen. He kind of reminds me of uh Kamala Harris in America. How? Uh-huh. She's the next president. United States No she's not bro uh, No way we'll play, we'll play this episode again We will replay this episode yeah. We will If I said Sunak Was going to be the PM In late 2020 You would have reacted The same way No I wouldn't have I would have said yeah He's a checker Like he's cancer eggs checker I would have been like yeah He's probably got next up He's got next dibs He's young Person of <laughs> colour They're probably grooming him Probably saying say, Look let's have our own Obama He's the next up uh, Wife of a, a billionaire Etc et No wife Husband of a billionaire You know like that was he had a clear road. He went to Oxford. He went to Oxford. Like he knows all these aristocrats, as he likes to call it. He knows all these people in high places. Hundred percent, he's getting groomed for it. How old is he again? No, he's like in his forties. But like relatively, like he's a, he's an upstart for a politician. He looks young. Isn't he? he actually looks young. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say. He's got that whole. They're gonna go for the Obama brand. Right. You know, time for hope or something. You'll see. But my whole thing is just been like. Yeah, Kamala Harris is a myth. Like, we're not going to touch on America, but Joe Biden is moving unwell. That's what I'll say. And I, he's going to fill his boots. I don't know, but that country's running on autopilot currently, right now. It's going to be Kamala. Remember this? Everyone remember we'll this? We'll come back. We'll come back to it. Right, we'll come back to this. But yeah, so what were your thoughts on like Rishi coming out? And because and, everyone's come out. Saw it come in. Saw it come in. I'm interested to see how he would perform as a PM. Yeah. I don't think. Anything will change with like what where this country is going. Yeah, but I guess he will put some things in place that will appear to be like we're fixing things. Okay, give me, give me, give me three things. That if you're Rishi, what are you put, what are you putting into to confuse the masses? I'm not saying he's here to confuse the masses. He's going to put things in place to be like, look, we're helping you. So he's very big on um, C central bank digital coins. Yeah. Um, what's his role at the moment again? Council exchequer. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's been the one that's like uh, transitioning our monetary system mm. or part of the team or responsible that are part of the team. He's been part of the team that are responsible for transitioning our monetary system to mm. central bank digital coins, which is basically uh, money on the blockchain. Yeah. So I feel like I did have a theory that Labour Party were going to be the next party to to run. Yeah. As PM, like as uh, yeah. To be in power. To be in power. Yeah. And um, so if he becomes PM, mm-hmm. then I think he's going to actually transition things very quickly, like get everybody onto the blockchain within yeah. the UK. And then with that, I think they're going to introduce, um, this is my theories, by the way, mm-hmm. but we'll see if this plays out. Okay, calm. And then he's going intro- to also introduce the new a new incentive, which will be the, um, what's it called again? Um, what, digital tether coin or what? No, it's... Uh, Basically, when everyone gets paid by the government. Oh, is that universal income? Universal basic income, income UBI. Yeah, yeah. UBI, that's it. Universal basic income. 
So I think he's going to make that happen while times are hard. They've, they've already started it a little bit. You know, the government are now helping people with their bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, bounce back, but alone, that was 2020. But now, like currently, they're um, giving grants for bills, giving people money, like hundreds of pounds to, mm. towards their bills. That's going to become a permanent thing. I think things are going to get so bad in the UK that the government will start handing out money to literally anyone who needs it. And I think that's going to be done through crypto, like on the blockchain. Mm, you're shaking because a lot of people are just thinking to myself, thinking to themselves like, with everything down in, because I know he's come out, I think he even tweeted one time like, ah, oh, um, he was looking to have like some sort of like digital pound. Mm, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. So when they start paying UBI, it's going to be paid in a digital pound. And, and they'll track everything you can spend it on. Yeah, and you won't be free to just spend that money on anything. It will only be accepted towards certain things. Like so, a token. It's a token. So you can't just withdraw the money and go Gucci, uh, yeah. Gucci socks. You got know I me? Mean? Yeah. No. Like you can only use these tokens to pay your bills. In or a to, supermarket. In, or in certain supermarkets. Or, do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So that's, yeah. I think he's going to be, when he once he becomes PM, he's going to transition the UK into, basically just like, take it to where, you know, the country needs to be. I know Boris was never going to be the one to make that transition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's going to speed things up because the UK are very behind when it comes to technology. I'm talking down to like just where the world's going mm. when it comes to like um payments, payments, money, things are still very slow. Mm. Like you'll be surprised like people are still sending checks in the through the post. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, true. Yeah, we've still got a long way to go when it the, comes to like yeah, just catching up to technology. Like comparison to the the way they are in China, like the UK is still very behind. So I think I think he's gonna help with that. He's like the new age Obama, as you said, and he's gonna. I don't like. Hey, I, I, never, I never meant as in he's. <laughs> or, I'm just saying he, that's how it's gonna be marketed. Marketed, yeah. So he's gonna put a lot of things in place that I'll be mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, this is this is a good change. This is a positive change, and yeah, let's see. Okay, sounds like. I don't right. think he'll be as bad as Boris, so that's a positive. Do you think? Do you think? But the however, they're all from the, they're all cut from the same cloth. Yeah, but I was gonna say, do you think? The UK is ready for a prime minister of colour after how they treated like Meghan Markle. Uh, or do you think it's two different tiers of caring? I think it's different. I think it's different because it's. I think I know this is going to sound so bad. Okay, we've already established that mm. BAME is not a thing. Black and they, they try to group everybody into one box, okay. but BAME like that's something that a lot of people are saying that we don't accept that all our experiences are different. You can't just group people of colour together. Yeah, into one and, box. A, and a lot of them in the one group, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, because our, our experiences are different, you know, yeah. we all go through different things. So, um, I feel like an Asian PM is a very positive thing for this country. I would love to see that, mm -hmm. you understand? Because yeah. I don't know, I love the Asian community, yeah, yeah and yeah. I've, I, I'll be more than happy to see an Asian prime minister, yeah. Um, but it's, I don't think it's the same as seeing a black prime minister in the UK, that I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. That's how far we are. Oh, okay. And and the reason why I say that is because I've not seen any black man. Like I've not seen a black man or black woman that's like powerful within government. Within government, never seen it. I've seen Asian people that are um, pretty Patel, Rishi. Yeah. So I don't feel like you know. I feel like this country is ready for an Asian PM, mm. but a black PM. Nah, we still got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing still is, got a long way to go. But the thing is, yeah, like, now, nah, like, I hear what you're saying about the, the Asian people, but I'm thinking, like, I, f I feel a type of way, because I see, I see, sometimes I go, I see beyond skin deep, where it's like, not, not ever, I think there's a saying, not everyone that is your skin folk is your kin folk. 1000%. And when I hear about, oh, like, oh, yeah, it'd be great to have a person of colour that's prime minister. Not just for the sake of it. That's Don't what I'm saying, because if, if it was pretty Patel, like, I would actually say that, no. Yeah. That no, <laughs> this is crazy. But she's scary, man. Yeah, like, she actually what, scares me. That's what I'm trying to say, and I don't, and it's not just about putting someone of color in the position. Like mm. uh, we saw that with Obama. You know me. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Obama. I'll say mm. that openly. Like I don't hate him, but I just feel like I don't even want to say what I want to say. I just feel like he just didn't do was, what I thought he, he would do. He in fact, he, he made things worse. Mm. That's my. This is my personal opinion. Um, in terms of global stability, yeah, mainly to do with uh, like just how he combated terrorism Libya, in the Middle East. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't agree with the things that he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, course. and if I knew that he would do that, 
I would never have supported him from day one. Yeah. So it's not just about having a black person in as prime minister. You need to know that the person is ethics, morals. Yeah, like they they they're here for your community and your people. And sometimes they're, sometimes they don't even have to be from your community to be there for your community. That's another thing as well. So that's that's why I said like mm. doesn't really matter what race you are as mm. PM, but it's like are you thinking about the people like my community and and where I'm from like you know people of color like yeah. are you for like in in support of us or do you just like neglect us and throw racist remarks here and there mm. and have like such a negative view on people from those communities from especially from poor backgrounds yeah true like how do you look at them how do, how do you see them as peasants do you see them as like this underclass whatever whatever it's true because uh, i think and this is not to pick on Rishi. I hope I haven't said anything mad. No, but this is not to pick on Rishi, but it's like, I think he um, he put out a clip, you know, because he's running for, for leader of the Conservative Party. Mm. He was like, lo and behold, he's he's gone on and been like, you know, my, my grandmother's story, you know, immigration, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And I saw an interesting comment on, the, on, on Twitter where it was like, this guy's now using his grandma's story like to show that, look, I'm like, basically trying to show that I'm, I'm a product of the UK, the best version of the UK of someone immigrating and their child becoming PM. But it's like, but your colleague, Pretty Patel, literally that sits next to you, is having is causing all this havoc whereby your grandma wouldn't be able to come into the country if Pretty Patel was in charge back then. Like the, your policies right now literally go against how you were set up for the future. Like your parents coming, like your grandmother coming home over here, your parents becoming doctors or whatever, and then you get in a position to be, go to private school, Oxford, etc., and you becoming where you are and being making a success. It just kind of spits. I just hate that whole when it comes to politics. People of color feel like, okay, now I'm gonna go into my immigration bag, and it's not even your story. I don't know. It's just it, I just find that whole thing weird. Where it's like, um, I don't know, it's a bit sickening. You know what? It works though. And people hear that it really does like he's think, just like me. Yeah, it works. I get it. It is. It does make you you apart, feel sick. But apart from the hundreds of millions, he's we've made. always known politicians to to do stuff like that. You know, I hear whatever they got to say to make you feel like. But it's scary. This is the same guy. He's part of us. We're gonna come off him, but I'm just saying the reason why I'm so scared of politicians and and Rishi in particular. This guy went to a petrol station with a Renault. He's remember his wife is a billionaire. Bro, you ain't got to lie about your car, bro. If you want to come in a G-Wagon, I would even respect it even more. Like, yeah, you got a G-Wagon. Like, that's the lifestyle you live. It's calm. Came in a, like, uh, 07 Renault. Renault, like... And then when he had to pay for the petrol, he didn't have, he didn't have to pay. He didn't have to do tap. Bro. What he, was that? Was that staged? Did they just it was staged, obviously. Hats? It was staged. Yeah, the, the press were there. He was smiling, like, putting petrol in the... That's what I'm saying. That's scary. You know, I'll get more respect. That come in your Tesla, come in your G wagon, come in your Bugatti, whatever. And then you look and say, "Yeah, this is the this is my lifestyle." I'm sorry. I would I would have then appreciate that more rather than uh, get somehow borrowing someone's 05 Renault. It's just, it's just for me, just like, trying too hard. So politicians have been doing that for a minute. I guess so. That's the name of the game, right? Yeah. That is the name of the game. Um. But yeah, we'll see if uh, who will come. Who's uh, who's your money under? Um, I think Sunak will win. Yeah, become PM. I think uh, I'm going. I reckon. I reckon anyone but him. Jeremy Hunt. Yeah, I reckon it's going to be. I think they're going to clear the lane for him. He's probably um, more he's palatable because he was right. He used to be uh, party, health secretary. What party is? He's conservative. Jeremy Hunt. Yeah. So he used to run the. Uh, he was doing. He was health secretary. I think before. So yeah, I think they'll yeah, clear the lane the for him. Yeah, so could be him too. I think they'll, I think they'll be splitting two sides. They'll be like, oh, let's give it to Rishi, and then someone will say, no, let's give it to someone that I don't know. They feel they can, they can it's not is a pair of safe hands mm. that they can control. So yeah, or easier to control. Sunak, because some people will say that you cannot be prime minister if your wife is a billionaire of um, WePro. Yeah. So it's just like that is just a conflict of interest. Like the information you go to bed at night with. You're telling me you're not going to tell your wife anything that can influence markets. That's insane. You literally, it, like a private, nah, a billionaire is going to live in 10 Downing Street. But uh, anyway, we've, we've seen, we've seen Madder in it. I mean, we saw Trump. That's what I was going to say. We've seen Madder in it. We've seen Madder. So we saw Trump become president. You know. we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, on, to, on to lighter stuff. Uh, how are you finding the weather? Weather's sweet. I'm loving it. I don't understand. So, one thing I'm finding difficult now is like getting dressed 
for the daytime mm. and like the late evenings. Okay. So I want to wear shorts when I'm going out. Okay. But then you know once the sun goes in the in in the UK. Yeah. It's <laughs> like someone turning off the light. It's dark. Yo. It's good. It the temperature drops. Well, you quickly. need to you need to invest in these um these cargo pants, cargo <laughs> old ones. school ones. <laughs> you can just unzip. It turns into shorts or trousers. That ain't swag, man. <laughs> that ain't sauce. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. But yeah, the weather in London's been um sweet. It looks like it's gonna get even hotter. It's been nice. I think we're finally in summer now, just yeah. in time for uh, what carnivals in four weeks, four five weeks. No, no. So it's all building to that. I've been seeing people say like London is the best place in the world when it, in the summer like. London's amazing. A summer, a summer in London it's is nice. amazing. It's nice. Also, oh, you're one of the people that think it's actually a nice yeah. place. To do you know? Be. Do you know what? I, I thought about this the other day. I was like, mm. trap, like going on holiday in the summer doesn't make any sense to me. Huh? It don't make sense. Okay, play that back. There's certain know. places you can go to, like the Maldives, for example. Mm. The weather at the like right now in the Maldives isn't the best. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. rainy season in yeah, a lot of countries. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like enjoy your summers in the UK, and in winter you travel. To hot countries, but you know what I've been okay. In that the whole concept, idea of traveling in the summer is like a summer holiday thing. Like, like we're still in school. True, true. I so hear I don't that. enjoy the summer here, and then when winter comes, you then travel during the winter. So one thing I say about London, I can speak about London, not the whole UK, mm. is that I hate the fact that you can't do anything spontaneous in London. And some people not be, anymore. Some people say, oh, you don't know. You, 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 I could tell you a place in Dawson. I don't give a shit about all these like speakeasies. Mm. I'm talking about if I just had and said, I want to do something spontaneous in London, ex- like top of the range or whatever range. You can't. I feel like everything's booking now. Yeah. Every event is a ticketed event. Every event or is a guest list or you need to know someone over. I just feel like you can't just say, oh, let's, let's go about London and we're just going to go to a day party yeah, just walking, nah, get down, then days. go to go eat in the West End without reservations. Hey, can we just get a table in the corner? Hey, of course. I just feel like, nah, that's not a thing anymore. Do you know what I think? I think the, there's more demand for whatever is good. So if there's like a pool party, like a rooftop party, mm. there's high, high demand for that spot. Like, okay, rooftop bars. Okay. I can sure I can ensure you like every day They're the weather booked. is sweet, like fully booked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Because everyone's seeing the same things and everyone's doing the same thing. So, for example, if you go on TikTok, mm. see loads of rooftop bars getting promoted. People go in there, you know, yeah, um, yeah, filming yeah. their experience. I've, making been, I've been to so many videos. restaurants via TikTok. Do you get what I mean? So, and as while you're seeing those t- those TikTok videos, there's thousands of other people that are seeing it. Computer. So everyone's booking the same spots. Gosh. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? So, yeah. and the same parties. It's like I went to a party the other day. Mm. Um, and it was a very good party. Yeah. And yeah, we did make some content. Like, you know, we filmed some stuff. Mm. We did we did do a bit of overshare, like yeah, showed it across yeah, socials yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. The next event, loads of people came out because they saw the last event. And they were like, oh, it looks so good. Oh, so, okay. you know, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to experience the same thing. So, yeah, man, it's like, you do have to plan your, your, your motives in London. Like you got to plan, I, I say two, f- get them, two weeks in advance. Uh? Yeah, man. If you want to get a booking on the weekend, midday. I'm, I'm saying, uh, but it's just like. Or in the day. I'm saying that as in like, bro, that goes against the whole thing of like enjoying summer in London. That's my whole point. Like living a life where everything has to be booked two weeks yeah, in I'm advance. Not, it, that doesn't suit my personality, to be That's honest. That's what I was going to say. The whole yeah. like planning things. Like I don't, I really don't like it. It gives me anxiety to plan something two weeks in advance, like, yeah, we're going to meet on this day at this place. At two this weeks time. in advance. What if an opportunity comes up? I'm always on standby for opportunities, you know? Oh, a lot of it. opportunities I come across is like, someone's calling me like, yo, like, this person's going to be here mm. at this time. Meet, Are you free today? Have a meeting with them. <laughs> I'm just like, but what yo. if opportunities happen in between then and by that time, you want to take a, you just want to take a time to yourself. You want to chill out. But yeah, because no, you built up to that plan. That's another thing. I don't know what my mental is going to be saying next week, so... This is this tell me is that. <laughs> <laughs> just know if I book you two, three weeks in advance, it's highly likely I can cancel because I don't know what's. I'm not happen. saying I'm gonna. I'm not, I'm not the type to flake. He will flake. I'm not saying I will flake, but my whole so thing yo, is just my, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But my whole thing is I love being spontaneous. I, that's my. I feel thing. like I have my best. My, my best moments are like the spontaneous nights when when it's just like I'm, it's all just happening. Yeah, like that's when I have. I live my best life. So is this is this is this adulting or is this just London? Maybe we want to look. Mm, maybe. I think adulting is planning. 
I think and booking things. Yeah. When when are you free in your diary? I'm like what? Like, <laughs> next month? <laughs> yeah. Do you didn't plan a, a month in advance. Yeah, no, we'll talk because it's like um, I had some uh, colleague, um, some work uh, friends from work, and it's like my mentors and whatnot, mm. and they'll be like, "Oh, let's have uh, dinner um, in at September the twenty third I'm like, what? Are, like, are you free? I'm like, bro, my little bit like. That's what I'm saying. That's adulting. Adulting is planning and fitting things into your diary and sticking to the plan so everything's organized. Yeah, I got some growing up to do because yeah, I don't, mate, I don't, yeah, I don't mate, really yeah. like the whole planning thing. But that's but that that's to me is the argument against why I hear London can be fun and whatnot. But for me, it's like that's the, that's the counter of fun. If everything has to be measured and precise, then things are all you know exactly what you're gonna do. Two weeks in advance, every two weeks in advance, it's like, oh, Takes you're not tired. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, and everywhere you've gone, you've, someone's gone there before you to give you the heads up, or you've seen it on TikTok. It's just like, maybe I'm just an old man complaining. Do you know what? So if if you travel on holiday, do you book everything before you go? Or do you just, okay, oh, that spot's good, I'm going there? Nah, because, because I'm a Londoner, I would do, I will book everything. Before. Because yeah, because I'm I'm gonna be in that country for X Y Z. Mm. So I'll if it, if I'm planning the holiday, I would like to have an itinerary, a loose itinerary, not like dot for dot for dot. But I'll book ran. To be fair, I do that in London now. I'll book just book something. You I'll do. just book stuff. Yeah, it's true. I'll just book stuff in the future, whatever. I, I, I've been wanting to go there. Or like, there's a you, gig. You do it the same week though, man. No, sometimes I just book like that. I book like tickets for like a gig. Do you know what? It's- you, you did well with that last one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we went to that event. So and when you told me how early you booked it, I was like, what? That's what I'm saying. But it was worth it. it that's was worth what it. I'm saying. It was worth it. It was worth it. But do you see how? That's yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was and for you, it was spontaneous because you had no idea. But I'm saying for that us to wonderful. even get in. Yeah. You couldn't just, could you just sign up? And nah. Go? It's true. That was a wonderful event. That was one of the, my favorite nights out. That's what he I'm saying. He took me out to... Um, was it Jazz Cafe, innit? it? Jazz Cafe. With Jules. Yeah. Jules. Or so. Jules. And, then D- and shout out DJ Karen. Cause she went in wonderful, um, but um, I love women DJs. You know, you know what? Yeah, don't want to segue, but like, I feel like the best DJs in London right now is it Cap? If I say if they're, they're all black women, is it Cap? Yeah, because no, it's not Cap. It's not Cap. Sorry, I'm saying like I've well, been out a couple of times is it, now. Is it or is it the old school thing where you used to see a girl like do a couple kickups? You say, oh shit, M- maybe. But I'm not gonna lie, I've been the last couple of events. I I've do get out, shocked though. When they go in, I'm like, <gasps> I'm see, I'm seeing black women they're shutting it down. Like these black, these black uh, female DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it's, maybe we're just more it's aware impressive. Of it, but I, and I, they're, and they're dancing as well. Like, well, they tackled her. Do off. DJs do men dance when they're DJs? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just sort of. I think I'm used to hip hop events here, yeah, where you see someone like Tim Westwood DJing. Yeah, I don't think he's a good example to use anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying that I grew up on I grew up going to, I grew up on his parties like okay. uni days and stuff. Okay. When he was playing hip hop and that, you don't see it's not a vibe, it's just he's just playing the music and yeah. I hear that. But just, now these little Ampiano events and whatnot. Little oh, this guy's you know, an Ampiano fan. Playing Afro beats. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the vibe is just the the women that are DJing, it's like it's just it's just vibes. I, I don't know whether maybe DJing is for women because they've got natural vibes. And then they bring their, their squad with them. So they got all their squad around yeah, them. Like the booth, yeah. And everybody's just vibing. I'm just like, yeah, I, I love that energy that's going on. But you know there. what's crazy? Because when, when DJ Karen was going in on that event, yeah, I swear they had to tackle her off the DJ, mm. um, the thingy, because she was going in. Damn, still. Like they had to say, stop. It's enough. It's enough. Jules hasn't even come on yet. So um, that was the perfect way to, you know, create. Space for the jewels to just come and shut down. True, true, true. But yeah, I, I've got to say, yeah, maybe we need to look in. We need to do more research into that. Yeah. The rise I mean, of female DJs. You know, because yeah. every time I see that, every time I'm impressed by a DJ, I can't. Like, I look down. I'm like, oh shit, maybe it's a new thing. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, I don't even have a good one to that point. But my thing is, yeah, definitely, um, yeah, London. So um, yeah, London for me is yeah, it's all right in the summer, but boy, in terms of like enjoyment. My enjoyment comes from like sporadic, spontaneous, like, oh, we're going here. And it's just a t- whale over time. Maybe it's because I'm tired of planning. Yeah, just plan- I feel like planning takes the excitement out of- Because you day. know what to expect, right? You like, and you've done the work, you've done, yeah, maybe. And it's on your mind for a long time before yeah, the day either, comes. Either you're looking forward to it or you know, oh, I'm going to be doing this. 
But that's how when I'm chilling and someone if someone asks me like, oh, do you want to do anything? He's like, no, nah, I'm chilling. Like, I might I haven't planned it. I haven't planned to do anything. So sometimes someone will say, oh, it's hard to be spontaneous with with you, Mel, because like if they call if they call me, I'll be like, yeah, I'm watching I'm watching TV today. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm rewatching Naruto the whole day. Please, like, that's it. That's my day done. But are there ever days where you're just like, yeah, I'm out. Like if someone calls you no. last minute. Last minute, if it's someone, like, if it's you or someone I trust that I know, but normally it's you've got a pattern for me to get into somewhere. Like you, you're taking me to a, an occasion, right? But if someone said, "Oh, do you just want to go walkies?" Yeah, I'll go for a walk. But if you say, "Oh, let's go walk and find something to do," nah, I hear that. Nah, me and people that don't plan don't mix well. Another thing is, it's like it's not everyday events. Like sometimes just go to a bar in a nice, in a nice setting. But even then, you need and table. just sit at the bar and and drink. Yes, or no, you can always go to a bar. Bars are never true, full, true, like true, true. Oh, this, this, this. True, by the cost of living economy tight. This is another thing, and this is why I think planning is a big thing in London now, where because you can plan your budget. Really? Yeah. What you know? You're going to money this medics. Place. We need to sit down <laughs> because I need. To, 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 I need. No, you but to that's help true. That's the whole point of the whole. Like, if you're planning, you know, like okay, this Saturday and the next two Saturdays, I'm not going out. But on the third Saturday or the fourth Saturday. I've got this event. Right, cool. So people plan to not spend money during particular weekend. That's why I want. I think it's, I need it's, help with that, man. Spon- like all that spontaneous behavior, it costs. I know it's fucked me up there, <laughs> I'm not going out today. You just see your you just see your bill coming out. How much came out? Uh, what's he say? Pending charges, two hundred pound. Huh? How? See, because you went to do spontaneous. I know it will actually cost you. The one thing I admire about women yeah, is they love to do this um, bottomless brunches. They'll book it. It's probably like what thirty-two pound per person or forty pound. I don't know. Why, I don't know. I don't know why men don't do that more. I'd love to do a bottomless brunch with my boys. We've never done it, bro. What one? I don't know. I don't know. What is it? I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> women will have it in Draymond for a they penny would. on the penny see on them the pound. When you're at home laying in your bed <laughs> on a Saturday after, <laughs> afternoon, you'll see them dressed belly. up, uh, outfit at, at a table sipping prosecco, mimosas, planned to the tea. See, maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe we ain't got enough planners in our life, man. Just need to be a bit more organized, you know, and just say, listen, we're gonna dedicate this day to linking up. Us, maybe we do. You know what? We actually love spontaneous. You know, that's what I'm saying. I them them last excited. minute phone calls. Yes. Yo, rescue me. This motive is going yeah. on. Oh, they've been promoting the event for three months. <laughs> it's on the day. You're now calling your boy to say, yeah, yo, true. let's pull up there. You still get in though. That's the thing. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like the pull up. Nah, pulling up. Yeah, I clocked the whole waiting outside thing. I'm not on it. Like, you know, that's standing in the line outside an event. It's off brand. Oh, is that what we're going with now? Off brand. It's off brand. I don't do that no more. <laughs> Where to Charlie Mace? No one should catch you standing outside waiting like an idiot. <laughs> if it's not patterned for me to just be able to go in. What, red carpet treatment? Not red carpet treatment, but it's just like you're just not outside like a bozo, just standing there. <laughs> Do you understand? Like security is all patting you down saying, yo, everybody back up, back up, back up, back up. Everybody get back or no one's going in. I ain't hearing that no more going out in London. I need to know 30, when I arrive, tell me to arrive at this time, I'm going straight in. There ain't no waiting outside. No like it. Okay. Come nah, okay. them days are done. That, that reminds me of all them racist clubs in central London where you had to, they were just treating you like a, a waste man outside Anything, the club. Anything, like a chicken wing. They're begging to get into the club. Please, please take my money. Can you, uh, them days are gone. <laughs> them days are gone. Oh, That's why I love going to bars because with bars, I just feel like you just turn up and uh, uh, give me they'll a, let you go to the bar. Give me your three best spots. I can't do that. Mm, uh, see what I'm saying? London, uh, man. Nah. <laughs> Crabs in a barrel. Girl don't want to share. I'm not sharing locations. <laughs> That's what I'm not doing. Actually, you know what? Let me throw, I'll give away some locations give it, give it, I'm it. done with. <laughs> um, Sorry, they'll never catch you again. Somewhere they will never catch me again. Yeah, like some of these Box Park. Oh, that's bro. You taking a piss? <laughs> Box Park Shoreditch. Oh, that's a good place to sit down and catch rooftop vibes. But you will never catch me there. Um, nah, Box Park. That's where that's where everyone goes there. Yeah, bro. I think I think you won't catch me there though. Yeah, I'll never be Box Park. Um, unless it's a meeting. That's you know, what, I went thing. Box Park with my boys the other day, and I was out until three. It's crowded, people bumping each other. You know what it is? Man's been going Box Park since 2015. Are oh, you putting time? I can't still be pulling out there. Too big for that. Mm. Yeah, man, I don't. I don't know. Plus, they don't have what's that uh, vegan spot that they had there? 
Oh yeah, they used to have a vegan spot there. Yeah, it's not, it's not there no more. It's like a vegan fast food, isn't it? I can't remember what they're called. Mm. They're not there no more. So yeah. Speaking speaking of London, um, so you came last night. You came from the Diddy party. Fee Diddy, Fee Diddy was in London, and then uh, you said that you saw a lot of people record the same switching. <laughs> I wasn't at the Diddy party, but that was good to see, don't it? We did that in 2015, bro. <laughs> we saw Diddy. We've seen Diddy perform bare times already. All your all your thing about people people sharing the same clip as if it was like the same. What was it again? Oh, I noticed you, that. What did you notice? The, a lot of people were sharing the same video. At the party mm. on their stories, yeah, like to say they were next to Diddy. Okay, so it wasn't their video. I just saw t- t- just ten men sharing the same video. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know who was really standing there. Okay, maybe they were all standing next to each other. Maybe, bro. Maybe it bro. was the same video. <laughs> 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 but yeah, what spots in London? Yeah. Let me not lie. Yeah, I got to promote my boys' event. Thank you, sounds okay. Even though I don't want to do it because I don't want to bait up the vibes, mm. but the event was it. It was fantastic. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely the best event I've been so to. That's, so that's one. Thank you, sir. Black Eats. Black Eats London. It's another place I didn't want to bait up as well, but <laughs> I just have to do it. So I have to support my peoples. Yeah. Black yeah. Eats London is a fantastic place to go. I think it's the perfect date spot. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You see a lot of Romance. couples. Not for romance, just for vibes, man. Yeah. If you want that authentic uh, environment, ah, and it's not too like everything. It's, it's just, a set time where you're both opposite each other at a bar. Yeah, it's like you can just walk walk together walk and together go and, and start around. snacking and yeah. have sugar cane. You know, go eat a little jerk chicken, jerk salmon, jerk sea bass. Okay. I had a soft soft shell crab, mm-hmm. a soft shell crab burger. Mm-hmm. The other day at Black Eats. Okay. Wonderful. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Date connoisseur. So Black Eats London's a definitely a, a, a vibe. You can go with friends, mm. but you know, if you can go with a, a cutie, I Cute would, I would definitely recommend. I've never gone with a cutie though. Okay. And then the third spot? Third spot. Um, I'm not baiting up my, my favorite spots. No. I'm just saying the ones that. Magician even never gives away his tricks. Um, <laughs> Come on, bro. You got one. What's that restaurant? No, not restaurant. The bar in Canary Wharf, and um, it, it stays open till like two a.m. Huh? Yeah, you know, it's like one of the last bars to stay open. The latest bars to stay. One of the the one at the top. No, it's at the bottom. The bottom. Is it something shuffle. Uh, electric shuffle. Electric shuffle in Canary Wharf. Okay, that was a vibe. I went there once. I think that's a nice place easy in East going. London. Easy yeah. to get to. Parking easy. That's open till late. I think mm. that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice spot. Okay, don't ever that's one of those bars you can go to, pull up, snack on something and get some nice cocktails. Their cocktails are, are good. It's, so not, it's, not, th- it's not meaty, not like Las Iguanas. None, none of them. Hey, you didn't. Las Iguanas, no offence. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If they shout out for a deal now, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I shout out their name. That's another deal we just lost. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, um, Electric Shuffle and Canary Wharf. Uh, I think, yeah. Okay. That wasn't my top five spots though. Mm. Actually, no. Black Eats and Black Thank Eats You Sounds. And that's sounds. that's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, top yeah. two spots um, spots that I, I've been going to this year. Um, but yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, to be honest, I'm not going to tell you guys anything. <laughs> I'll be real. No, he's a donut. He actually fell for it. I'm happy that I promoted my people's events. And I didn't, I didn't just, pro- I'm, I didn't just say recommend the first two because they're my friends. Yeah. Cause it's actually generally you actually go and, and catch a vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was actually you good. I mean, yeah. So I've been to black. Eats I'm not revealing like my spots that like, my, you know, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do. But yeah, I'm, ne- I'm never, I'm, <laughs> you guys will never get nothing out of me. As far as you should be aware, I'm at home all the time. So if you see me, this guy's outside. No, if you see me, it wasn't me. He's just not revealing the spots. And I think it's, you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I'm not, I'm not part of this, TikTok uh, generation that's going to be showing you the, the fancy spots because I don't want you to go there. <laughs> I don't want you to go. I'm holding. I'm keeping it to myself. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I think time is, I think we don't have to let everything... And you know what? I actually notice it because like when I don't show my favourite spots, yeah, it's like I go there and I don't see anybody I know. That's what I'm and saying. I like it that way. That's it. I like being recognised. I, like, I remember your face. 
not confuse me with Jermaine. That's it. That's it. It's only me, and that's all I want. So yeah, um, I don't know how we got to that point, but yeah, somewhere in London, verdict: go, go abroad or stay home. It's always a go abroad thing. I haven't travelled in a minute, but yeah, it's definitely it's abroad vibes always. Okay, uh, my vote goes to London. Is vibes. bad vibes. Yeah, London's bad vibes. People out here getting their lives taken for their possessions. Yeah. There's motorcyclists Robber, uh, in the West End robbering. riding around on bikes looking for people's watches to steal. Like, what? In 2022? Cost of living. Cost of living. Crime rate going high. It's, it's crazy, It's man. a brazy time. It's yeah, a brazy man. time. Um, what, else, what else did I see? Um, have you had a chance to uh, listen to Burner Boy's album? A few tracks, and I'm highly impressed. You know, so what? I started yeah. off. I went straight to the popcorn. Yeah, okay. shout out Charlie Mays. He put me onto that track mm. the day it came out. He said, "Bro, I've been wheeling this track." He said, "Bro, listen to it now." He played it for me in the car. I was like, "Yo, this tune is a banger." So the Burner Boy and Popcorn linked up. Okay, yeah. I think that was overdue. Mm. You know, we need to see more Caribbean and African artists Linking working up. together because yeah. it just the greatness that comes out of it is wonderful. Especially like the best of the best. They need True. to come together more. True. So that was that was nice to see Burner Boy and Popcorn. Mm. That track is, I, I love it. And then the track, the next track with, what's the guy's name? Blast. Yeah. Is that how you say his name? Blast. Yeah. Yeah, that track's amazing. And then the track with Ed Sheeran. I haven't got Ed Sheeran. Bro, are you is it, is it Ed, Ed Sheeran, bro? Ed Sheeran. Shit, man. Are you not British? <laughs> I just got some Ed Sheeran. I'm Yoruba. <laughs> But yeah, that track um, was that one, was yeah. good. Was good. Yeah, 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 you know, I listened to it once and I was like, "This is good. It's not corny or anything like that." So I was like, mm. "That's all I've heard." But so far, so good. Okay, I think so far, I've only got the first couple tracks. A standout to me was uh, "Cloak and Dagger." I've not heard it yet. With J Hus, I expect greatness from J Hus. I think J Hus is gonna come back this year. Because I've, so I've seen a lot of people be demanding, like, "Oh, where's J Hus?" I'm like, "Wow, like." He's don't know whether it's by design or by accident, but he's created the the want for his music mm. without releasing anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the way to do it. Absence makes the heart go fun, and not like oh, you're making too much. Because some people fall in the trap of just releasing single after single, with single single, and they like it. Kind of becomes like they never release a project because they're playing the streaming game, right? But now nah, he's the first person I could probably say that people are actually like, Yo, where's Jay Hustle? Like, where we yeah. want his music? Blah blah blah, and especially where. I think Afro Beats and Emma Piano is like an all-time high consumption. Like the most... Yeah, he needs to jump on it quickly. I think he will make a killing. A dumb killing. I can see him performing at Ampiano events, just making appearances and making a killing. But even then, I feel like he's probably getting... He's going to get to that stage of like, I'm sure he'll he'll headline. Because what, the last time I think I saw him was when he he came out to Drake's... um, Concert in O2, in it when Drake bought him out, yeah. And since then, it's kind of been it's probably taking time off. So, um, I definitely, I definitely think he's going to buy. I think my thoughts so far on, on the Burner Boy album, I haven't really got any strong thoughts, but my thoughts overall about the state of Afrobeats, I'm really happy about it. I love it. I love what African music is doing to the world right now. I'm seeing how it's influencing um, everything, yeah. So, and I know, and you know what, I'll give you an example. Yeah, I was saying this to my brother the other day, I was like. After Usain Bolt won the 100 metres race mm-hmm. at the Olympics, I noticed a shift within this country, the UK. Okay, where okay, break it down. Jamaican culture was more accepted. It was now cool to take on that Jamaican vibes. So like you'd see in supermarkets, you'd, I don't know, all of a sudden I'll just see more like brands like reggae, reggae sauce was, mm-hmm. was like, it was like a cool thing now. So I feel like Usain Bolt played a part in the popularization of Jamaican culture. Mm. And I think that's the greatness of having someone at the forefront, like succeed and win mm. and put your, their, their, um, their, their location on the map. Yeah. So now that we've seen Wizkid and Burner Boy um, win Grammys, it's yeah. brought so much awareness to African music. Um, and that's partly to play part and Drake and Beyonce, are to, they, they play a part in it as well. Yeah. Um, I think they personally needed African artists. They had to cause that. Yeah, because Beyonce done a whole project based on. Yeah, that, she but. she had to. She had to do that. There was no way she could just make um some, do something with Lion King and not put all the African yeah, artists on it. Yeah, that would have just been that would have been weird. That would have watered down. To yeah, it would have been in some American joint. Yeah. So 
I love the collaboration that people are doing with Af- African artists. Yeah. Because it's also, it's just, it's making everything go viral. Like, all, like our food, the things that Burner Boy talks about in his music, that's like mm. the Nigerian experience. It's normalizing it. It's now, now everyone's saying, I know go for you, take your insult to. Oh, yeah, and people don't even know what that means, but they're saying it. Yeah. That's broken English. That, that, oh, and Shio. Oh, Ibo and Shio. People are like, I don't know what this means. And then they go look it up as they see it's, they find out what it means. Yeah. And they're like, now it's normal to say Shio. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, we've come a long way, boy. It wasn't cool to be African in school. <laughs> it wasn't cool. People were lying that they're Caribbean. Yeah. Things oh. have changed. So yeah. It changed for the better though. For the better. And I love it. I love it. I love I love the change that I'm seeing. Mm. And um yeah, it's just like now mm. man's going to dances and it's just purely Ampiano and Afrobeats. Yeah. And the vibe is I don't lit. I don't remember the last time I went out to I don't even go out, but the last time I went out and I heard hip hop. I, 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 I think I much prefer it. And I was saying this to um, one of my boys the other day. I was like, yeah. I'm cool with just like going to Ampiano events. I'm actually cool with, with going to Afro them. beats, Ampiano, and, and that's it. That's it. Because the vibe is different, man. I don't know. The energy is different. The energy is different. Everything to, is different. When and you then, go to events, I clock, no one's really moving until the Afro beats come on. And people yeah, are or Bashment. Or Bashment. Or Bashment. Yeah. Bashment also gets people moving yeah, as well. Or soca. Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like Ampiano events are is it reminds me of soca parties. The yeah. whole whistle blowing, yeah. you know, waving the Because people the are literally there for one genre to celebrate that genre and they all know that they're all there for it. Okay. So I, I just love the vibe, man. The vibe's amazing. I've never been to anything like that before. Same and, and I said the same thing when I went to my first soca party in twenty nineteen. Yeah. I was, I was like, I've never been to anything like yeah. this before. This is mad. So yeah, man, more of that. You know, it's, it's funny you say that, like, um, about cultures and bring it to the forefront. Mm. So I've recently been watching Miss um, Marvel on Disney+. Plus. So it's like a Marvel show, superhero show, right? So obviously I'm just watching it, enjoying it for what it is. But like, something that came across to me was, like, I was really... They really touch on, like, the partition of India, mm. Pakistan, innit? Bearing in mind, British born and raised... Uh, his, our history lessons conducted of ten, Battle of Hastings 1066 King Henry and uh, every year uh, Black History Month made us watch Roots Calm. Ancient Egypt Rome blah 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 Roman Empire cool 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 never heard of like the partition ever so in this like Miss Marvel they basically tell the character's origin story about you know her family and how she got her powers but big thing that impacted it was the partition right and bro just to explain for people that don't know what the partition is, basically the UK, the, so the Brits um, had a hold of India for 200 years, looted them, basically took all their resources for 200 years. Mm. So when they are about to leave in like the 1940s or ni- 1947 or 1950s, they're like, all right, cool. What we're going to do, we're leaving. You don't have your independence, but we're going to split India. And part of India is going to be for the Muslims, part of it, and that's going to be called Pakistan. And the rest is going to be for like, Hindus and etc. etc. The thing is, at the time, India, everyone was everywhere. So they're now drawing this line and basically turned the people against each other if you're Hindu versus Muslim and said, look, you've got this deadline to get to a cross before your two separate countries. And I'm watching it thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself like, yo, like, I'm learning this the first time from an American company, Marvel, on like an American show, American actress. I'm like, I'm learning this for the first time about the British. I'm like, Yo, they, like they will tell you about every villain in history, whether it was World War One or like the Soviet Union mm. or the Cold War, about you know Nazi Germany, World War Two, etc., etc., the Gulf War. But every single one of the UK sins is like downplayed. Like when they were, the, I'm like, how can bro, you create a whole country and it cost millions of lives, and it's like. They've been doing that though. Man. I, they did they've that. been doing that, and I'm, all this time I've always had this thing of like, oh, like. Britain's hate um, destroyed Africa, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I didn't know that they destroyed. Well, in India. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. I just didn't know the story. I didn't know they did. that's what they did, and that's how Pakistan was formed. Yeah. I did not know that until today. So I, think I need to watch it. What's it, Miss, Mrs. Marvel? Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's like, so, and I think one of the characters said um, something that really struck me. They were saying something like, "Ah, oh, um, basically discovering who you are," but I don't really know who I am because. Uh, my passport says I'm Pakistan, but my roots are Indian, and this was all co- caused by an old British guy. 
that like, decided where is where. And my thing was like, it kind of, I remember watching the episode and it kind of made me think that like, obviously I'm Ghanaian, but British, but this is like, yo, it kind of made me think like, if we're going to talk about top evils in the world, yeah, and we're, we're taught in schools about like Nazi Germany and the horrendous crimes of, um, we weren't taught this in school, but we found out like the, the crazy stuff that Belgium done to the people of Congo. It's like, yo, Britain's definitely up there. If you consider, they they went to, they discovered the Americas and they killed all the native Indians. It's like, yo, you've got to say UK in terms of blood on their hands, what, top three selected? Top one? Yeah. I'm yeah. just surprised. I'm surprised, you know, here in Germany, they talk about, they like, they enforce it that they got to teach like, you know, why, like what Nazi Germany was about. Basically, they tell the kids like, unapologetically, this is, our, this is part of our history. This is yeah. what we've done to people. And it's like, well, that's not done over here in Britain. Oh, but yeah. I thought that was just, I didn't, you know what's mad? It's because I thought I knew how bad Britain was with regards to slavery. But then seeing that, oh, you lot just done this like 70 years ago. Mm. Recently, in my grandma's lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, so you lot done this. And fast forward to Windrush, all of this stuff. And it's like, and even I, I, I've done more research and I found out that's how like a lot of Indians ended up in Africa. Like yeah. Kenya, Uganda, yeah. because yeah. they've already done the Rwanda thing before. <clears throat> so what they done was like, they got they put them on ships mm. and they were like, oh, okay, we're gonna take you from India, we're just gonna dump you here. Mm. Yeah, I've heard stories. And I was like, like so that's how you and that's how you get like a mixed heritage of Mauritius and Maldives and because yeah. they're all taken from there and and that's it. And my thing was just like, yo, this like this yep. UK it, it made me feel funny to like claim even being British because it's yeah, it helps me get around in the passport and whatnot and it's generations ago. But the lack of like openness about the past, nah bro. It, it just rattles me a little bit. That's why we just got to give thanks to the internet because the internet has just showed me so much. I've learned so much from the internet about Great Britain, which mm. um, it's wonderful, man. You know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but Thank like, God for the internet, you know. Even though there's more cens- censorship on the internet since yeah. 2020, mm-hmm. like, we, see, we see through what they're doing. Yeah. Big tech, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like from when I finished university back in... Over 13 I literally For the past decade I've done Not decade Eight years mm. I've done um, A lot of research Into Like Great Britain um, And like The things they've done In uh, The world basically. Across the world And it's it's mind blowing uh, Even like What you just said Happened in India The same thing happened In Nigeria They literally came And split it into three The houses The Ibos The Yorubas This is your land This is your land they gave majority to the houses. Yeah. And um yeah, man. They they, they designed Niger the Nigeria that we have today. Yeah, I think they even you they know? named it after a co- uh was yeah, oh, what's the, the legacy the, company now? Was it Potten Camp? No, not Potten Camp, but basically it was like Was it Unilever? Yeah, something yeah. like one of these people basically it was a like Nigeria itself was a company. Company, yeah. Solely to serve the UK and then mm. they're like, Oh, let's name just name it Nigeria. Yeah. Same way America is a company today. Set up by the British, you know. It's just, it's to me it's just it's just like, business, it's business. Like literally, it's just money. And yeah, man. Like you know, there's a whole documentary on YouTube that mm. was posted a couple of weeks ago yeah. about Shell. Let me find it because I was, I want people to watch this documentary. Was it Shell and BP that was in there. Shell, Shell. They've still got um, Nigeria under chokehold today. Yeah, I think they even Let me know. find this documentary because I, f- I f- if you really want to know what's been happening with Nigeria. Yeah. Hold on. This will make sense why. Yeah, so this. this video came out a month ago. Mm. Um, and it's called Wow, This Is Pure Evil. Um, it's a YouTube account called Jake Tran. Mm. And in one month, it's had 2.2 million views. Oh, wow. It's literally a 19 minute, um, a 19 minute uh, YouTube video that basically breaks down what Shell, the oil company, are doing in Nigeria. Watch it. Yeah. When you watch it, you're going to be like, wow. Like that, yeah, it's gonna be that wow. And yes, it, Shell is a company, you know, it's an American company, but it just goes to show what mm. America and Britain, what they've, how they benefit from yeah. Nigeria as a country, you know. And the same thing goes in many other countries as well. Yeah, like India is another example. You know, there's still companies that are benefiting from the structure that yeah. stands to this day. It's, it, well, it's, it's, the it's, question is, would it ever revert back to what it used to be, or is it just gonna permanently stay like this? I feel like the power now we're gonna like if we play the conspiracy music, the powers that be is already set in stone. It's kind of like America how they have all these we spoke about on a pod 
um, about you know the abortion stuff like they still go by you know the what not I was gonna say commandments they still go by what what the, what's, what do they call it the amend not amendments the, um, the founding fathers uh, whatever they call it in second it. amendment no no that's the amendments they put in it the constitution they still go okay, by the constitution right. right which was written by slave owners like centuries removed I don't think I don't think even them. They, the full founding fathers, had any intention of like, oh yeah, people in 200 years should be following these rules. Like common sense should prevail, right? It's crazy. But yeah, that's, I see that as, that's what's happening in the world right now. Like certain things have been set and to d- destroy it would ultimately, ultimately mean some form of war has to happen because mm. you're breaking the structure. That's, and who's that going to upset in the balance of things? Because someone's always going to be gaining more than the other. Mm. So It's, it's kind of happening now though. How do you, how do you mean? Um, between China and and the West, yeah, it's happening in real time, but it's it's, it's done in a very different way now. Yeah, it's not like throwing bombs at each other. It's More it's cyber. being done through technology, cyber and manufacturing. Yes, and yeah, the West. And another thing that's that's a bit of a mindfuck is um tech companies are leaning towards like the Chinese and. As much as we use all these apps and stuff, mm. we think, oh yeah, this is a American company. They are in favor of like the new world mm. order, the new world order that's coming into place, which is basically the technocrats. The tech companies run the world. Like, mm. Nobody's nobody's actually woken up to realize this. Like tech are actually the ones that are, and I think they play a big part in even just how the government maneuver now because. The things we see on social media, it does actually, um, it does actually impact our generation's perspective on how we view the government and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing with Cambridge Analytica, right? That's one. That's that's a, that's a big great example. Yeah, you know, and it's still happening in real time. But it's like it's one of those things where it's like ten years from now, you will look back and everything will make sense. Mm, it'll be you'll a hindsight. See how, tech. how everything was played. So go to, go into that. What do you think about Elon trying to pull the rug on, on Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, saying Nah, bro, I'm I'm not trying to. I ain't paying shit. I don't know why he went through all the trouble. I don't know, man. I don't know what what his plan was. I feel like it was a play to basically. That's what it looks like. It looks like it was a play to undermine them and then launch his own thing or just for shits and giggles. Boy. Let me see. I heard that they deactivated. There's more to it. Did they deactivate his account? So I'm hearing check to, check to it right now. Heard they deactivated his account, but yeah. So for those that are not aware or living under a rock, um, Elon Musk came out and was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna buy Twitter, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, it sent the stocks going up to like fifty four dollars. Like, okay, you're gonna sell like this, and he just pulled the plug and basically sent them a notice saying that I'm terminating the merger or the proposed merger. Oh, so he still has his um, yeah, he's still got it. So uh, yeah, um, it's definitely this is a surprising one. I'm. You know, I don't know what to expect with billionaires. I don't know what they're competing for or what the plan is. Um, unfortunately, Twitter announced 30% of their talent acquisition team got made redundant in a one fell swoop. So it's hard to kind of tell the transparency of what is really going on. It really is. But what, what's, what was your ultimate theory about why he suddenly doesn't want to buy Twitter anymore? Um, I don't know, you know. I really don't know. Um, Elon Musk is not someone to, t- to really take seriously. He does say a lot of things, but th- there's really no meaning behind it. Like he does troll, and I think he you plays, know Elon uh, Musk actually trolls. I think he plays into the fact that people take him like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like. Elon Musk is a troll. Like I've gathered that from following him on Twitter. I don't, I don't, I don't use Twitter anymore, but mm-hmm. like I did, I could see through him. Like he does just say things to just or oh, like these sh- shit people really believe. He reminds me of Kanye a bit. He uses that Kanye technique. You know what's funny, and that's probably what drives Kanye crazy. What? Because he's like, this guy's trolling you. I really mean what I say. No, but Kanye's a troll as well. You reckon? Yeah, man. Kanye don't mean everything he says. What do you What do you think of um, speaking of Kanye? Like his daughter was at Paris Fashion Week and I was shown and whatnot. Mm. And um, daughter, she looked dope. The outfit was yeah, dope. Yeah, man, looked cool, super cool. I guess I'm not a parent, right? But last time I neither saw am I. <laughs> <laughs> but my two senses: how she's just out there, like the media, etc., mm. etc. And like you see other people do parenting. Um, I'll say, let's say one of her peers is Blue Ivy, Beyonce's kid. Mm. He's hardly ever out unless like, with her parents and whatnot. And then obviously Jay-Z's got twins. No one's seen them. Love I that. guess 
my thing is where Kanye came out a couple of months ago and people saw him as a crazy madman where he yeah. was like, I don't want my sister, my daughter on TikTok. I don't want my daughter on this, 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 blah, blah, blah. But now his daughter's doing paparazzi with Kim. Like, what's your, I don't know. I just feel weird about that, you know? And it's not my place to say, obviously. People say, yeah. oh, it's nothing deep. But just but, the context of understanding where this whole story has gone, where Kanye as a father was adamant, I don't want to, on platforms like TikTok and she's mm. too young, I don't. And Kim's just kind of brought her into that social like lifestyle. It's just like I kind of like feel a bit sad. Do you know about what, the whole thing? Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's like I don't think there's any right or wrong way of parenting. Yeah, like everyone has the freedom to do what they feel is best for their child. Yeah, I'm not surprised that Kim's done that with their daughter because mm. Kim's the same. Like. Mm. She's a socialite So why would she Protect her child From becoming uh, one Do you get what I mean yeah. And Kanye Before he Even Got with Kim You have to be aware that If that's what The way she is Then She's gonna try and raise Your daughter the same way Fuck That's how far ahead I think Before I Even, even entertain someone Entertain someone I'm thinking You know Like Look at them As they are And yeah. think What are you gonna teach My daughter Or my son Or what are you gonna show My son yeah, you know what would you normalize around my son or my daughter? Like you gotta think that far ahead. If Kanye did that, he would have saw this coming. So mm. yeah, and you know Jay Z and Beyonce raised their daughter like very differently. Yeah, not to say that's the right way. I'm not saying that's the right way, but it's like a lot of these... who knows how she will turn out when she's older. Mm, true. Do you understand? Like you actually don't know, and I just think it's each to their own. That's what that's what I say. Each to their own. Like raise your children how you want. And yeah. I don't I don't want to ever tell any, anyone how to be raising their children and what is right or wrong. Yeah, Just fair yeah. Each to their own man. I was, the the thought of my daughter being on TikTok though, that it wouldn't be would scare me. I'll be wrong. Just the thought of like <laughs> especially like what was that documentary that hit everyone in the pandemic? Was it the truth behind social media? What was it called? Truth. It was on Netflix. Oh yes. Yeah, but it's like everyone's ignored that. Yeah, <laughs> we live in a scary world. Scary world, man. Because I watched that, yeah, and I was just. But like, I remember everyone was scared about it, like initially. And it's like everyone's just like, everyone's doing ultimate overshare. Like it's about the numbers now, man. I've realized. Do you know what I can definitely say? Yeah, like mm. one thing I've noticed about social media since twenty twenty is that people care about getting loads of reach. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't even have to have a business or. A projects that you're an online projects that you're working on like people anymore. just want to be reach, they yes. just want reach they want seen as they many want, as possible yes before like, it used to be about your followers and what you're, you can share with your followers now it's like mm-hmm. forget my followers i just want as many people as possible to see this yeah because like i see it through like even when people like go on holiday for example mm. i know do you know what it is i think personal branding's at all-time high mm. so now everyone's taking on this idea of like building their, their personal brand mm. because you don't know what it can lead to and I understand that, I get it, but that's just the world we live in now. So now on social media, we're seeing the overshare. Everyone's bringing, well, I think the smart thing to do is bring your uniqueness onto the mm. internet. Authenticity. And be authentic because if you're true to self, you will just yeah. shine because you're different. So loads of people out there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. there's loads of people out there that relate to whatever it is you're going through or experiencing. Yeah. So by doing overshare on the internet, it will always work in your favor. Um, actually, that's debatable. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. But if you're smart and you're calculated, it will work in your favor. Mm. But um, what was my point? Your Random. point was about like how we we went for, we transitioned from everyone being scared of social media after that yeah, documentary so, to now everyone's like, yeah, actually, I want as much reach as possible, and it's no longer associated with business. It's more associated with personal brand. Because yeah. your personal brand could become a business. Yeah, honestly, like I, I swear to God, I always say this year. If it was up to me, mm. I wouldn't be like I wouldn't make content for social media mm. i wouldn't go out of my way to like post certain things yeah the only reason why i do it is because i do reap the benefit of doing it yeah like i do literally see like i'll put something up and i can see it convert into a cell yeah. right away or i can put something up and it it, it yeah. triggers the engagement that i need yeah do you get what i mean it helps the bottom line ultimately it does it actually does work so by me being away from socials, it's like you you literally see things go quiet in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Like you and do. a lot of people feel that about their personal brand on the other mm. end, where how many times have we laughed about how 
me and you will be chilling on FaceTime and yeah. we'll laugh like, oh, he, he's checking for you when you're in bed chilling. Chilling. So or your, your belly. Do you know what I mean? Watching Netflix. But when you're outside... And you post like, stories, then <laughs> your personal brands are all-time high. Where are you it at? It is. We should catch up. Catch up. We should network. There's this network event going on. You should come. I want to introduce you. So you have so. to show yeah. up. Like, it's annoying. I hate that. I can't wait till I'm rich enough not to need to do that, honestly. But, yeah, you have to show up on socials, man, which is... That's I think one of the downsides to being a creative, I think. Yeah, because now yeah. you have to it's annoying, man. A creative you now I struggle with it as well. You have to rely on the whole reach part, right? Reach. He's just like yeah, like being seen, numbers. And I feel like Instagram leans into the whole point of like now it's weird. I feel now it's like, oh, we will tell you the best music that's suited to your real with te- I'm like, brother. Yeah, they're helping you make content now. Like they're trying to, they're normalizing. Everyone now, like, oh, everyone's a content creator. Turn everything into a reel. Like, yeah, now everyone's yeah. filming things. Everything is basically. Everyone's chopping up the videos and putting. Yeah, <laughs> we've all become video editors overnight. Like over. <laughs> we've all become video editors overnight. It's mad. It's it's so crazy. And it's all about reaching it. It's all about oh, just, like, I'm seeing on the explore page now. Like these are the audios that are gonna make everything go viral. Yeah, it's like, yeah. The latest trends, like when you think about it, it's like yeah. it reminds me of that episode of Black Mirror with Daniel Kaluuya. Okay, um, what was that one? That's one of the OG ones. Though. Where they there was a talent show. Ah, yeah, 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 and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. he had to do something to impress the judges. Yeah, that's it's, that's what the alg- the out the, the, the algorithm is rewarding. Has yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's kind of got everybody enslaved to like, you know, you're trying to keep up and keep so up with the latest it, trends. So and, getting to the same point of. Going to go to the same restaurant, spend spend your money at that restaurant in order to get viral, or go to this country and go to this this specific part of the country, get that video, and it's like, yo, did you even want to go there? Like, I'll give you an example, yeah. Like, you will see like the top five Instagrammable restaurants. I don't know what it would take for me to <laughs> want even to go food. to an Instagrammable restaurant <laughs> just because it looks good for my Instagram. Like, yeah. like what? Pardon. <laughs> And all they did was put a flower wall on one part of the restaurant and, and some light. fancy neon light that yeah. says live your best life or drink till 12 or till nine o'clock or something like that. Yeah. That's all it takes. This yeah. world is, where's it going? Where does it, where do we go from here? What's the world going to look like in five years time? Yeah. Is everybody going to just be fraying rolls up every day? Maybe, it, maybe it reboots. My first day um, as a corporate, whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. My first day as a banker at JP Morgan. <laughs> But people doing that stuff though. My second day, day, day fifteen of but this, being but this, a boss chick. Uh, but this is but this is how every, this is how everything's being done. Like I'm I'm playing the sport as well. I'm putting up rules as well. Exactly. I know. But I'm just saying <laughs> we're, we're 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 all just hustling for reach, personal branding. But the funny thing is, and I think I think um, this happened with the music industry where it's like, wait, take a <laughs> take a breath. Yo, this might never be genuine. These might just be artificial numbers, and you would never know. You can't click on your reach and see the oh, so who's actually watching my videos? You yeah. can't. It could all be inflated, pumped. I won't be surprised if it is. I did have that fury about Facebook years ago. Like, when I used to be a social media manager yeah. in 2014. And I used to run Facebook ads back then. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that the numbers were inflated. Like, I promise you, I just knew. Just didn't make sense, didn't it? Just, a lot of things didn't make sense. I just knew that they're, they're you know... Um, they're pumping the numbers, man. It's not. It's not the ads. The ads ain't performing like that. That for real. Why? Well, and I believe the same with TikTok. I think there's a lot of burner accounts on there that aren't actually real. I think it's a lot of bots. Bots. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, sorry. But I think it's. That's in, what I, I mean. think it's in-house bots. I don't think it's content creators creating. Them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in. I think it's in-house. I, think, I do believe that. But um, yeah, man. Let's guess bring the episode to an end with mm. bots. Um, this has been you get podcast. Um, you've been here with Melly Rizzy. Thanks for listening. Uh, Signing out. You get podcasts.